You're listening to the Beyond Sundays podcast. Each week we talk to people just like you who share stories of God's faithfulness. It's week four and we are wrapping up our four-part series on work and faith. If you're just joining us, I want to say welcome. And I invite you to go back and listen to part one, two, and three. Last week I sat down with Eric Jensen and Scott Wallerman, two men from our church, as they shared what God is doing in their workplace. Y'all, the conversation was so good that I had to split it up. So today is the second half of that conversation. This week, we dive deeper into leading with influence, grace, and respect, working as unto the Lord, glorifying Him as we go about our work, spirit-filled. Eric and Scott also share some highlight reels of some of the lives that have been transformed because of relationships. I mean, how does a former inmate become a pastor and prayer warrior? But God, right? Y'all, there's just a whole lot of Jesus math going on whenever we go all in for the sake of the gospel. Because these small risks we take in the workplace have a way of growing because God loves people and He is faithful. Be encouraged today. You don't have to grow the fruit. Just be faithful and obedient and you too will be walking in the fruit of answered prayers just like Scott and Eric. So let's get to it. Well, and I, I've heard y'all mention several times that, you know, it's it's all these small seeds. Mm-hmm. It's it's just sowing into faithfulness and it's just God being faithful, right? Yeah. You stepped out in faithfulness, you took the risk with people, you just did the the thing of loving, this simple thing of just saying, We care about you, we see you, we want to serve you, we want what's best for you, we want to lift you up, we want to serve you, we are here for you. And that goes a long way when it comes to people who aren't used. I mean our culture is not necessarily used to to right. that, to that humility and that servant heartedness, especially when it comes to levels of leadership. And so, I I, lo- I love something that y'all have said too, is that your place in the plant actually has about twenty five percent of individuals have been incarcerated at some level at or another. Some yeah. level or another, mm-hmm. and so. And you treat you treat them just the same. No, they're all the same. They're all the same. Love they're brothers. They're sisters. Yeah, love them all. They drive me nuts, but love them all the same. <laughs> yep. Right? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it, and I mean, it, it's just you know part of the, the the industry that we work in. It's just kind of what we see come in. It's a it's a one of those industries that's kind of maybe on the cusp of the outer banks of what's you know. It's kind of a dangerous work, and yeah. some guys kind of just like defer to that when they can't get something else. They can make good money, but it's dirty, it's hard, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's it's work, yeah. you know, and so they just revert back to that. So it kind of draws them in, and it, it you know, I don't know. I used to do some prison ministry with with Beltway, and um, you know, the some of those guys are are really solid dudes though i mean yeah, some of them guys right. come in from that and they find jesus oh, there yeah. wonderful you know, wonderful like, hearts. i'm encouraged by some of those guys that come mm-hmm. out of the you know the incarceration art incarceration system yeah mm-hmm, so. and we ha- we also have partnership with men of nehemiah is that yeah. correct yeah we actually are starting that we we just uh we're working on that uh yeah there's a few different avenues that we're going down uh yep absolutely um yeah you know what's what's interesting is uh it's a different way to lead. Um, it's it's letting go mm. and letting God clearly. Um, you know, I've 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 seen a lot of leaders in my career, uh, executives, all levels and organizations, and I've seen what works and what doesn't work. And and this what what we're doing there is is it's harder. Uh, it's it's a lot easier to be very directive and just tell people what you want them to do and that type of thing. 
Um, but but leading through that influence, leading through grace, speaking truth. You know, I, I talk about uh, respect, responsibility, and resourcefulness. Uh, usually when people get in trouble, it's usually one of those three areas or, you know, and I, I myself, and I expect my leaders to, to uh, display a, a similar style as I mm-hmm. uh, in that. Um, it, was, it was taking a chance. Like I said, the plant was not profitable. It was in horrible shape, and just you know, I thought, what 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 did I have to lose, right? I was kind of <laughs> like Scott, you know, let's let's just go all in on this, mm-hmm. and uh, let's let's make this, let's give this a go. And now today, I'm pleased to say, we have Jesus math all over this thing. I mean, we'll we'll not hit the production numbers that we should be hitting for a variety of reasons. But yet we're profitable, and wow. we're sitting there scratching our head. How going, did that happen? How did that happen? And <laughs> yeah. I always, I always say, I've even said it to the CEO of the company. There's some Jesus math going on here, you know. Uh, and it's usually you can explain it when you dig into it, but it's just how things line up. He wow. blesses. Yeah. He's been blessing our journey, um, and uh, I'm just so incredibly grateful for that. Thank you, Father, for that. Yes, thank you, Lord, yeah. for what you've been doing. Yeah. Are there any stories that come to mind that you'd like to share? Uh, of just what you've seen God do in the last couple of years, um, lives transformed, what He's done in your own heart, your own life, your own journey. Um, yeah, yeah I, I was going to, I had a highlight reel thing happen today. I'll, okay, just, yeah. I'll just start let's, with that let's one. Let's tell that one. Yeah, so uh, there's this guy uh, that, a uh, lot of brokenness, uh, previous drug, mental, uh, sexual addiction, that type of thing. A uh, few of us have been praying into him, working with him. Uh, and uh, actually, uh, Rodney Hogue's uh, liberated book, he talks about uh, wrong thinking. And uh, I started sharing some of the teachings from that with him. And it was like it started clicking. And I could tell that the Lord is working in him. Um, you know, and it's always been a situation where I've been praying for him when I see him down, that type of thing. Well, today, highlight reel, let me tell you, it was great. Um, I've, I was going through a rough morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's in the grind, okay. And yeah, sometimes work is hard. <laughs> it, it was it was hard, you yeah. know. And he yeah. could see I had this sense of urgency, and I was uh, in a in a state of chaos. And he asked how I was doing. It's probably how I answered. He realized something was wrong. He and he stopped me, and we started talking a little bit. And he goes, "You know, let let's pray." Wow. And he was praying for me. And I tell you what, it was the most beautiful broken. You know, not the most eloquent, but beautiful in all sincerity, yeah. beautiful prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, because he was placing the Father first in in our walk. That's awesome, and and it it set things right. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Paul. That's amazing. You know, that was just uh, that's that's what I love. Uh, it's being aware of where people are at mm-hmm. and uh, going there. Yeah, going there. Not in terms it. Of, yeah. Yep. To, to lift them up. That's good. So that that was a highlight reel today. And it yeah, blessed for me. you. And, yes. and it comes from yeah. fruit of, of things that y'all sown yeah. over years. And now you're seeing the Holy Spirit like, here's some fruit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a, that's one today. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I know there's there's a, a lot of opportunities that have come and gone through through the years. One that always kind of stands on my mind, it was kind of one of the 
really taking a, a step in faith and kind of putting myself out there was uh, I woke up and I kind of had a dream and there was a very specific name that stood out to me. And I was like, man, I just could not shake. And I knew God was le- like leading me to go and talk to this individual. And, you know, as soon as I heard the name, I had a picture of a person and I knew, hey, I need to go check on this guy. So the next morning I went in uh, into work and I said, uh, was just doing my rounds. I said, hey, man, uh, you doing all right? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And I started walking away and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Turn around, <laughs> go back. I'm like, hey, man, are you sure you're okay? And he's like, you know what? Actually, I'm not. Life's mm-hmm. a wreck. This is a pain and, you know, all these things. And I said, hey, man, I just, I, I know it's going to be really weird. And, uh, you know, I had a dream and your name came to mind. And I feel like God just wants you to know that he loves you and he cares about you. And, uh, that's all I really have to tell you, but I know he cares about you. And he said, that's crazy because I've been fasting for like two days and I've been just like struggling and I didn't know. And I've been asking for him just to reach out to me and mm-hmm. say something. And that was like, that was, that was it. <laughs> that was it. I'm like, whoa, you know, just, so you know, cool. like small opportunities, you know, the, the individual that uh, Eric was talking about, it's like, I've got to talk to him, got to invite him to re-engage at, at Beltway. And, you know, it just, you see these things kind of snowball and evolve and grow. And, you know, you see bad situations turn to good, you know, and it's just, uh, it's it's exciting to just be around and you don't have control of anything, Yeah, but you just get to just be faithful and, and trust that things work out. And, uh, and a lot of times it's, it's not the easy road. It's, it's the hard part. It's, uh, you know, serving people, you know, and it's like, you know, the, the way that I got into supervising, I was like, these guys just need to listen to me and do what I say and everything will be good. And then it turned to what can I do to help you do your job? Mm -hmm. You know, that, that was the kind of the shift in my mentality from, you know, pre Jesus to Jesus was how can I help you? be better? How can I help you do your job well? How can I help you just whatever it is? What can I do to help? And, you know, that catches on and it helps. And then, you know, sometimes, yes, I, I would say that it turns me into a doormat of sorts because, you know, you get things done. It's tough. You're, yeah. But then you're, they're always coming to you for stuff, mm-hmm. which is I'd rather have them come to me than not, yeah. right? If there's if there's an opportunity to help them, that's that's a good opportunity, right? You never know. People, that's what people need so much. It's just someone to listen. Mm -hmm. That in and of itself is a ministry of just being an ear for people to just talk. You listen. And then if the Holy Spirit leads, speak into that place. Um, And you never know what the the Lord might do through the words or the prayers or just that simple act of saying, yeah, I'm listening. I hear you. And I'm so sorry. And it's empathy in Mm -hmm. that place. The world is not empathetic. No. It's not. But when people encounter people who care and who are going to listen and who are trustworthy and kind and servant-hearted, man, there there's not a lot they wouldn't do, right? There's not a lot they wouldn't do because it's just it's just beautiful seeing relationships grow and form and change and evolve as the Holy Spirit leads. And that's that's kind of where I'm wanting to go is in the sense of y'all being led by the Holy Spirit in your work, right? You do, you have a job to do. Mm-hmm. You have a job description that the company has given you, and you have to do those things. That's a part of, of why you are there. You are called to do what you're supposed to do. But at the same time, God also has a calling on your life Yeah. in the time and place and in the 
sphere of influence that you have. But something you said earlier, Scott, is you mm. can't do anything apart from the Holy Spirit leading you. There's no power there. Yeah. So we rely on those small nudges, right? It's a risk. Yeah. But he's faithful to to lead and guide. Could y'all speak in that just a little bit, just maybe from the reference point of being an encouragement to someone else who's listening, who's working in a place that's similar to what y'all stepped into years ago, where it might be more dark. There's not another spiritual yeah. lieutenant. There's not a Scott. There's not an Eric mm-hmm. on the floor with them or in the plan or in the office building. How would you encourage them to listen to those Holy Spirit nudges? I know we talked earlier that there's no secret formula to what ha- yeah. has happened and what God has done over the last two years in your plant. It's just been His faithfulness and your obedience. That's it. Like that's right. That's right. That's that's where the magic sauce lies. Is His faithfulness and our obedience to follow where, where He leads. And so, what would you say to someone who's in that space of going, "Man, I want the culture in our place to change." How? Where do we start? Yeah, first I, I'd go actually go to Colossians uh, three twenty three, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Um, you know, I hold that verse closely because uh, what that does is it 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 places first things first as to where you're at, and you know, you know, I can think of times many times where I'm walking through the plant, and I'm a point A to B guy, very busy plant, a mm-hmm. lot going on. And all of a sudden, the hairs on the back of my neck will stand up, like Scott said earlier. You know, it's something's telling you, you know what, you need to stop and just just talk. Mm-hmm. Okay, just just pause. You know, because after all, it's his, his time. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, what I found is, uh, and I can't say that I'm 100%, you know, at it, but but what I've found majority, far majority of the times when I've stopped, I've listened to that little voice, and I've just as something as simple, hey, how are you doing? Because of the way that I walk, and people see that, because of the way that I lead, when I ask that question, there is a comfortability, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just being genuine. It's just being, I'm open to help, open to serve, open whatever, and... You know, quite frankly, nine times out of ten, it's something that has to do with nothing about work that we're talking about. It's good, yeah. And it's just walking through that door of mm-hmm. faith and stick, stepping out in faith and uh, and uh, communicating and helping and lifting up. And, and many times I'll get the nudge, pray. Okay, Father, I'll pray. So there we go. We're praying right there in the middle of the floor into that. And it's amazing the fruits that, that result from that. Whatever that issue was I was dealing with going from A to B usually is resolved. I, I am blessed in that. Usually when I'm in that A to B mode, I am frantic uh, because there's a lot of pressure, a lot going on, but yet now there's a sense of peace. It's good. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's just being, uh, you know, just being obedient. Uh, it happens all the time. It happens to all of us. We're wired that way. It's in our DNA. It's listening to it and just being brave and stepping into it. Yeah. His oh. sheep hear his voice. Yeah. I would say that, you know, to encourage some other guys or gals out there that might be in a, a situation where they don't have brothers around them. You know, there were, oppor- there were times, you know, early on in my walk where I felt alone and there was a lot of... Uh, affliction coming my way from just, you know, because I walked differently and it 
it kind of does sometimes bring a little bit of a, uh, you know, the nail that sticks out kind of gets hammered sometimes. You know, right. I did things different. I didn't follow the status quo at the time. I didn't manage the way the boss at the time wanted me to manage. I did things different. So it caused me to stand out and not necessarily in a way that didn't bring some, it wasn't necessarily conflict, but it did bring some turmoil and, and tough times. And there was times where I just wanted to run away from it. my flesh, just wanted to go away and just run from it. But those moments, you know, if I slowed down and prayed and just was thinking, you know, and asking God, what do I do? You know, those, and I was faithful and I stuck it out and I did what I was supposed to do. Um, those opportunities were great opportunities for growth for me, you know, to, to look at other people, to, to shed something that I was carrying, to rely on him more. And, you know, not every opportunity is necessarily about the environment and changing it. Sometimes God's using an environment to change something inside of you. That's Absolutely. You know, Woo, you know, preach that. You know that's yes. been a lot of the walk that I've <laughs> had was, you know, due to the situations that I was in and the, the environment that I was in grew another uh, level of growth in me. Um, and it made me press into God more, into relationship with Him more, into, into His Word, into prayer, into just trusting Him. I mean, there was many a times where, you know, things were brought up. 90% of the time I'd say that, you know, when something's brought my way, that's like, this is what I think we're supposed to do. It's generally not what Scott, the flesh Scott, wants to You're do. Right, right. You know, it's the opposite. <laughs> yes. You know, I want it easy. I want it fun. I want to, you know, do what I want to do. And God says, deny yourself and follow me. Yeah. You know, he says, do my will, not your own. And it's like, that's that's life. It's hard. And it's glorifying to God, not necessarily me, you know, but you get to go along for an exciting ride when you just buckle up. You know, it's like those uh, those memes when you're on a roller coaster. It's like, let's go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> love your brother. That's, a, yeah. that's great. Yep. Well, one of the things, one of the beautiful things I loved about the plant is the craftsmanship that men and women out there are extremely talented. They're doing work that is that matters, that is beautiful, that is hard, that is skilled, mm -hmm. skilled labor. And um, there's definitely a relationship between work as a craft and work as a calling. And we mm -hmm. see that in scripture. Scott, you mentioned that mm -hmm. earlier. Would you elaborate a little bit in that? Yeah, I know. And like one of my favorite parts of uh, the Old Testament is in Exodus when, you know, God kind of calls the Israelites to to build the tabernacle, to build the ark and all the fixtures and the lamps and the the vases and all those things. And he's so specific and detailed in how everything should be done that he actually sends his spirit and his his blessing upon those guys to, to be craftsmen, to design them, to do it the right way. Um, I think that that's, you know, in my mind, uh, I'm not able to do good at my job without him. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's made me a better employee for Broadwin because of my relationship with him. Um, you know, I'm a better employee. I, I work harder. I put, I do it for him, mm -hmm. and Broadwin gets the benefit of it. Yeah. That's kind of my thought of it. You know, and then you know, in my my situation, you know, I'm the welding engineer. I do a lot of training. I preach procedures. Like that's my thing. I'm like, you got to follow the procedure. You got to do it right. So I get not only do people watch me to see if I stand up for my faith and I walk in that, but then they see does Scott do what he says he's going to do when he says follow a procedure, 
am I going to follow it? Am I going to do the best work I can? And let that be an example. Yeah, integrity. And, yeah. and that integrity, am I going to do the best work I can? Am I going to show them the right way and lead them that way? Because that that all flows together. And I think that, you know, our pride in our work is, and, and it, it shows, it glorifies God when we take pride in whatever we do. We do it to glorify Him and let, let Him be praised in it. Um, because he's ultimately in control of it all. He gives us the skills. He gives us the gifts. He gives us the blessings to be able to do the things we do. Um, so, and I think just doing it to the best of our ability shows him glory. Um, I know, and, and there were times where early on in my walk that I really wrestled. Like I was just in the Bible and I was just really wrestling, like, should I be a welder guy in the plant or should I just leave this all and be a missionary mm-hmm. you know and i'm like and i'm like have what? we all asked that question of the father before yes yes we have and i'm like i'm like what do i do and i just so conflicted in this and then you know i went to advanced boot camp some years ago and i just got the word it's like i don't care what you do i just want it to be about me and i was like wow yeah. you know it's, it's so simple but so real like he made me the way i am for a reason he made me love welding. He made me love being mechanically inclined and good at those things, not for my own kicks, but to glorify him and to do that and to to be a piece of a machine or piece of the body of Christ that needs to be a piece. I can't, we can't all be hands. We can't all be feet. We've got to own what he's equipped us to do and walk in that faithfully and let it just shine forward. Because I mean, if we all left the industries that we're in and became ministers, it'd be a lot of ministers and there'd be no one to minister to, you know? So, I mean, that's... There is too much work out there to do (laughs) just for it to be left to pastors and missionaries. The the world is huge. So... Yeah, I know there's a... I'm going to... I don't remember the exact scripture, but it's a... You know, there's a... The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. You know, being out there doing those things, that's 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 beating the streets. That's the place that we need to be is where God's put you. That's right. It's a good place to end it all. What resources or books would you recommend to someone who's wanting to grow in what we're talking about today? (laughs) Honestly, uh, uh, this is going to sound a little cheeky, but... The Bible, <laughs> truthfully, yes. I, I mean, I, I mean, the answers are there. The guidance is there. I mean, there's a lot of really good books and people that uh, digest various aspects of Scripture and you know that type of thing. But uh, the Lord has given us given us what we need in the Bible. What particular book of the Bible or passage of Scripture would you say, hey, if you're wanting to soak in this, read yeah. this for a little bit in the Bible? Yeah, I think I think anything relating to tapping into how Jesus led, mm-hmm. right, and examples of that, because uh, in our walk, uh, he's, he's just obviously the ultimate provider of examples yeah. of what to do and certainly speaks to what not to do, you know, so a lot of obviously New Testament um, you know, that's that's what, what I, I often find myself asking, okay, what would Jesus do, you know, in this mm-hmm. situation? And, you know, uh, and, and it's interesting, even in those questions of uh, speaking truth, uh, grace, how much grace, how do you handle? You know, Jesus did get angry in the market, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when he saw something that wasn't right, you know, sometimes people may even overuse Grace may right. overuse that. Right. You know, it's 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 just being real. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Um, just being real, uh, you know, I've read a lot of a uh, lot of different books on leadership, self help, you know, that type of stuff. But truthfully, the Bible, the Bible, New Testament, just look at how Jesus walked, and uh, and it's there. Yeah. The answers are there. It's good. Well, guys, thank you so much for your time, your wisdom, the stories you've shared, and thank you for faithfully loving God in all places, all spheres of inf- influence that you live in and walk in family, church, work, out in the community. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, y'all, that wraps up our four-part Work in Faith series. What'd you think? I hope it blessed you as much as these conversations have blessed me along the way. Remember, God has placed you where you are today for a purpose. So let's do the work we do for Him, for His glory. And as we work, let's do so spirit-filled. And finally, I just want to ask you real quick, What has God uniquely placed within you that people around you at work or at home or in another sphere of influence need? If you don't know, that's okay. Just ask the Father. He made you and He knows you. So let us partner with our Creator God as co-creators when we do the good work that God has given us to do, good work that glorifies Him and helps others. Whatever you do, be where God has put you because you're on assignment. Thanks so much for listening to the Beyond Sundays podcast. We hope you'll have a blessed day. And remember, God is always moving and he's moving in your life too. Beyond Sundays.